Good afternoon. You're listening to KPSU Portland's College Community Sub Basement Deep Deep Underground Radio. 98.1 FM on the Portland State University campus and only there. However, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, um, on the internet at kpsu.org. My name is Ricardo Wang. This is the What's This Called program. And today, live in the studio, kicking off the new year of 2011, we have Doug Terrio who you may know as half of Office Products, or you may have heard of on his own or in combination with a bunch of people, but he will be playing some uh, live guitar and electronics and uh, electronified guitar. And that will be shortly. Meanwhile, um, I'm, I'm handing the whole show over to his music uh, today. So... We're going to kick off with something from his album called Interface, and uh, this track's called... See, I got his, I pronounced his name wrong now, I'll probably pronounce the song title wrong, wrong and, uh, though I got the name right. Um, Liette? Probably.
if you're wearing headphones that was Doug recorded and now this is Doug live
Okay, that was Doug Terrio live on what's this called in the studio. And he's going to be coming in to talk to us in a little bit, but uh, first we're going to play another recorded track. This one is called The Mind is Familiar, and it comes off an album called Haptics. Thank you. 
again that was a track called the mind is familiar by doug terrio from the album haptics so what's uh, going on in that track was it similar to your live set and i guess we'll have to talk about what was going on in the live set because people on the radio can't see um well that was a different uh that was a different system that was mostly devised uh with the different guitar well actually the same guitar but different electronics and uh but similar in in the fact that you know there's uh um uh, some electronic processing of the guitar and then uh some uh pre-made tracks and uh uh i mostly controlled everything with uh the same guitar i have today except that uh it it was a USB controller back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guitar you're playing with, I, I noticed that, you know, the neck kind of ends short of where most people expect guitars to go. Yeah. Uh, 
cut off the headstock. I had I've had that guitar since I was sixteen, uh-huh. and uh, I just I just got tired of uh, uh, you know carrying it on the plane and stuff, and uh, uh, I just like uh, headless guitars a lot, mm-hmm. and because it's just easier to travel with, and so chopped it off and put a bunch of holes in it and put a controller in it, and uh, yeah, I like it better. Cool. How recently have have you? Uh flown somewhere with equipment uh i think it was about a year ago and i'm about to go out about to go out to the east coast again in a couple months but uh yeah do you do you pack everything and and check it or do you try and actually carry your stuff to keep it safe because it's like this double-edged sword for for uh, electronic musicians i think because you don't trust them to check the stuff but if you take it then they 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 think you're going to assemble a bomb (laughs) yeah yeah well my stuff is pretty straightforward just got a bunch of knobs on it Mm -hmm. um you know uh but i have some friends uh that yeah their stuff could easily be construed as a as a bomb, I mm-hmm. guess. And even if you check it, of course, then they might freak out. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah. I don't, tr- I don't check anything because you don't know if it's gonna, you know, what the condition on the other end is gonna be. <laughs> uh-huh. But you didn't, you didn't run into any trouble taking your stuff through the last time. No, no. Any uh, weird looks or anything? Mm, no, I only got one weird look once. Well, no, and that was just because I brought in a. Um, a, f- a flight case it was a really small flight case and mm-hmm. uh, this is right after September 11th and I put it up on the on the counter and the woman was like what is this what is this thing I was like um it's a flight case don't you talk back to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was funny so um the the track you just played the mind is familiar I was I was reading the title I'm thinking I wonder at what depth as a particular artist like uh, the title interacts with something now do you tend to put titles on on things just that sound cool and kind of fit them or or does it do they reflect something to do with the process of the piece I'm, I'm sure it varies from time to time but um no i guess it just came after listening to piece and i was like well somehow that sounds familiar mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so i was like well you know, i'll just name it the minus familiar just kind of came out cool and um, the piece you you played at the at the start of the set um, or, or the start of the the show I'm, I'm sorry the, the the live piece that you you played um, is that largely improvisational or do you kind of like know where it's going to go and and does a piece like that that you could walk in here and do does that have a name or would it only have a name later if you recorded it and tried to do something with it? Um, it's all improvised and. Um most of it was uh, um, systems that I had built um, into a synth mm-hmm. and uh, control it with a MIDI controller I built into the guitar. And um, yeah, that that's a that's that particular uh, system is taking me quite a long time to make, but um, yeah, and the system i mean they i have another guitar that i made in the first track as well it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a different guitar it was one that i equipped with a bunch of a bunch of sensors like light sensors and pressure sensors and things mm-hmm. like that and um and that was called a sensor guitar and i don't i don't use that anymore but um yeah i, I kind of stripped that guitar down it doesn't exist anymore uh-huh <clears throat> You you make a bunch of your own stuff. Have you made stuff for other people at all? Um, yeah. Um, uh, there's a few experimental artists who use my stuff, um, and regular guitar players as well, and some better known and some not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I modified a radio for uh, uh, ZZ Top. Oh wow! And uh, and you know, some other people uh, have used my stuff on, well, like, well, yeah, I don't want to really mention names. <laughs> okay. So, well, ZZ Top was a good one. Yeah. I, I would have had to get something out of you when you said somewhere better known. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what? How did, how did you ring in the new year last night? Uh, uh, drinking too much, really too <laughs> much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was 
yeah it, it's not I don't, I don't think I'll do that again <laughs> yeah how about, how about you um, uh, God, I was I was uh, playing '80s music in in a bar up in Olympia for cash. <laughs> gotta, That's which, good. Which I do once, which I do once a year, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I um, the the song I played at midnight was this uh, was this extremely cheesy um, '90s remix of uh, "Destination Unknown" by the Missing Persons. And it actually, it it's interesting because I decided to play the song because I was coming in here one morning to, to do my radio show and the auto mix was on and the, and that song was playing. And I'm like, yeah, I got to play some stupid 80s song at midnight. That'll do. You know, it's like something that, that has a feel for the start of a new year and everything, especially to a room full of drunk people. And and then I was like looking for it in my stuff and I came across some CDR that this, this, uh, this girl gave me like wanting me to play stuff like, oh God, like eight... 10 years ago and it's been sitting there and I've never like played this version of this thing and so I had never heard it and so I just decided what the hell let's take the risk <laughs> I threw it on and it actually worked perfect it started out with like this this cheesy like thing going going uh, life is so strange and echo, all echoey and stuff and, and, and like right when midnight you know you do the countdown and they're all screaming and then that starts coming in and then it like goes in and, and the beats were like more 90s than 80s which actually probably made it easier for them to dance to and yeah whatever yeah <laughs> Terry Bozio, poor, poor woman. Jeez, you heard what happened to her, right? Um, I think I did, but I don't recall. Um, it was like, yeah, she, yeah, never, never mind. Oh come on. Yeah. Oh she, yeah, um, <clears throat> she was arrested. I guess apparently she, like, left her cats when she was on tour or something, and they were all like uh, dying or something. Wow, I had not heard that. That yeah. is. Yeah, and that I, is truly yeah, disgusting. Yeah, I think I think she's a meth or was a meth addict. I don't know. Boy, if, if I could take it back, I'd not play that song now at, at midnight for the start of the new year. Yeah, and I have a friend who, or else I'd mix in some cat sounds. I have a friend who actually dated Warren Cucurello, uh, the guitarist from Missing mm -hmm. Persons, for a short while. But uh, yeah, that's it for Missing Persons. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's probably <laughs> enough about them. Um, <laughs> And so we're going to next play something that you did with Ed Chang. You want to talk about that piece? Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of a, um, collaboration through the mail kind of thing um, where we recorded this piece already once and then uh, um, Ed improvised a, a, a drum drum. I wouldn't, well, I don't know. He called it a drum drum piece or a drum solo over over what I'm doing, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's <clears throat> it is the only recording that I've done where there's any kind of uh, overdubbing of any kind. So most of the time, I like to huh. release things that without any overdubbing and just do it all live. But this this particular dual disc was done. Uh, like that. Huh. So. Inter interesting. So, most of your collaborations with people, you're sitting in the room playing together, like, and this is a big exception that that was done. Yeah, this is the only the only exception, really. Because uh -huh. um, I just I just recently spent a year of doing various just music projects with people, emailing stuff just because it started to get kind of convenient and and fun, and the interest was there, and you know, it's definitely a different different way of experiencing life, but. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. I'm, uh, yeah, coming back to it. No, that's not true. I, I would. I would. Well, I've, I've done. I've done. I've done a lot of email collaborations. Uh -huh. I guess I'm talking. I'm talking solo stuff. Right. Yeah. It's all a big blur <laughs> with my hangover. Okay. Fair enough. So uh, we'll play the track. And thanks a lot for coming down and uh, doing it while you were hungover. That's that's. Uh, you know. Well, I appreciate you inviting me, Mr. Wang. Yeah, it's a great way to uh, kick off a new year with some some new music appearing right here. And I was it was interesting because when you were playing, I was I I introduced the the first the first the in the transition. I said, you know, this is that was that was Doug recorded, and this is Doug live. And then I was thinking, but as soon as you're done, it's just Doug recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and forevermore. <laughs> All right. Well, happy New Year. Yeah. Same to you. Thank <laughs> you.
Okay, that's Doug Terrio and Ed Chang as Duel. And this is Doug's other very long-running duet um, with uh, David Chandler. They do a little thing called Office Products. And um, this is from the album Business. And the track is called O Live 2998. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll do What's This Called again next week. And stay tuned for Blasphemous Radio. And uh, as always, a big thank you to Austin for assisting with the sound this morning. Portland, Oregon, City of Roses. Setting as green as the Reagan Shakespeare. I know to escape the jangle of the big city life. To breathe some clean, fresh air and no more of the new things. And frankly, just the rest. Even the name sounds restful.